At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point, it is Beeson's primetime action. Gil Alexander along with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin. Great Friday night, as a matter of fact. Baseball all over the place. And, of course, a football Friday where we look at all kinds of injury reports. Every single game this weekend, week five in the National Football League. Look back to yesterday. And uh, baseball results already in, as a matter of fact, today as well. Matt, one that pleased you greatly. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're up 2-0 so far here for the uh, Houston Astros, and those bats really, really getting it done and getting it done in clutch situations as well. And so, I am. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good because I was thinking that this uh, White Sox team was going to be able to kind of go head to head with them from a, a hitting standpoint. And look, the White Sox scored some runs today. It was just the Astros scored a lot more. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it was nice. I mean, I am. I'm certainly not counting any uh, anything quite yet, but. If they were able to cruise here and maybe get a couple of days off to make sure that the pitching staff is completely well rested and everything, that would be uh, I would I would not be hating on that. Yeah, it was a uh, you know the, the Astros trailed the White Sox today, already up one to nothing in this best of five division series. Trailed them uh, two to one, then four to two. Pardon me, uh, yeah, four to two, uh, and then tied it up with a two run fifth, and then in the seventh, that was the big frame, a five run seventh in which. Uh, Carlos Correa hit a big uh, RBI double over the right fielder's head. That scored a couple. That extended a 5-4 to four lead to a 7-4 to four lead and then a two-run shot off of, or pardon me, then a home run. No, a two-run shot, pardon me, off of uh, Craig Kimbrell right after that from Kyle Tucker. That blew it open. 9-4 to four Astros win it. They're up 2 to nothing now in that best-of-five division series. The... First game of the Brewers and Braves right now as well. Two to nothing Brewers. A gem from Corbin Burns. Charlie Morton was great too, but a two-run shot from Rowdy Telez for the Brewers in the seventh there. Puts the Brewers on top. Two to nothing, and now they rely on their bullpen to seal the deal here. Game one of that division series still to come tonight. Boston and Tampa Bay momentarily in the Dodgers San Francisco later tonight. Yeah, as you mentioned, Charlie Morton goes six innings. He only gives up three hits. Unfortunately, one of those being a two-run home run. He only walks one and strikes out nine. So it could be a very tough, tough luck loss for Charlie Morton in this one. Burns goes six innings, only gives up two hits. He does walk three and only strikes out six. But uh, the big thing there is keeping the Braves off of the scoreboard. So they both head to the 
the bullpen now, but man, that is a couple of really, really good starts from guys that were really expected by these teams to put up good starts. Really, the only way that these teams were going to to be able to be super competitive was to get these starters to, to give them these kind of starts. So, uh, yes, but we have the Dodgers and the Giants a little bit later. That is nine thirty-seven Eastern, six thirty-seven Pacific. As we sit right now, Walker Bueller, a minus one twenty favorite, even money on Logan Webb and the Giants as home underdogs in this one. So it is a it is a situation where it worked out for the Giants as I mean for the Dodgers as we mentioned. So they were they're gonna be able to go with the rotation that they want to that they wanted to going into that wild card game in this series. And Logan Webb kind of a real gem found here for the Giants this year. A guy that was expected to be okay, was always supposed to be a better than average guy and he ended up being Really, really good this year. Really consistent. Logan Webb would have the third best fielding independent pitching in all of baseball if he had enough innings pitched to qualify. He's about 20 innings shy of that. But a fine season for sure through that prism. Walker Bueller, Cy Young candidate, though probably his worst out of the the year, rather, was on a Sunday night against the Giants when the Giants tagged him for six earned runs. Many probably saw that as a standalone game on Sunday night. So we will see. That's obviously the big one. Game one of that best of five series. Oh, to be in the Bay tonight at Oracle for that one. What a scene it should be. Uh, Red Sox and Tampa Bay about to start. Shane Baz has only gone 13 and the third this year, taking on Chris Sale as the Rays try to take a two to nothing lead in that best of five series. Red Sox trying to tie it up. Obviously, they want a piece, and they're about to start there. Chris Sale with one of the most unfortunate uh, BABIPs. Batting average on balls in play numbers of the season. That one at uh, 353, I believe it is. Let me make sure I'm saying the right the right number. 358, pardon me, I shortchanged him. Even more unfortunate, so we'll see what happens as that one starts. College football tonight as well. couple games uh, of note, you know, of note, because the teams that are playing are of note, but really the spreads do not make it of note. Temple's at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a 30-point favorite. That one about to start. And a little later on, Stanford at Arizona State in the Pac-12 with Arizona State a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. That one at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. As for the NFL, lots of things happening today. Uh, We can certainly talk about yesterday's game. First of all, the big thing about yesterday's, just absolutely, uh, there's only one way to describe that game last night. A comedy of errors, a comedy of strange decision-making, Geno Smith engineering a 98-yard drive and looking like a great quarterback for one moment. Then Tyler Lockett tripping over his uh, own two legs and sort of Geno had the ball in the air. was a pick to seal the deal. Rams end up covering. They end up winning, obviously, 26-17, covering the process. And Seahawks' teaser legs don't even get home when the Rams attempt and and, uh, convert a 47-yard field goal with 30 seconds left. I was surprised they even tried it. Rams by 9, 26-17 last night. But the big story, of course, in the third quarter, Russell Wilson jams his throwing middle finger on Aaron Donald. It ends up being what they call mallet finger. And the word is is that he could be out a month now. They're now saying six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Yeah. They're now saying six to eight weeks on that one. I mean, look, this... Seattle team was done anyway after this game, but they are super toast now. I mean, we were we were kind of joking about this on the way out that this game had everything oh. in that first half, but then in the second half we got a double punt. We got <laughs> which, two kickoff, which, two consecutive kickoffs out of bounds by the same by the same NFL kicker. Yes, we I did. might add. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it really it kept adding to the things of wow, this game really really does. Have it all. Both quarterbacks hurt their hurt fingers on on helmets uh, over the course of the game. Uh, fortunately, Stafford's was able to get popped back in, unlike uh, unlike Russell Wilson, who had to come out of the game. But yes, it, I mean it really did have a little bit of everything. If you want to waste nine minutes, I did nine minutes of it on a numbers game this morning, just blow by blow how ridiculous that game was. But six to eight weeks, pardon me, I'd heard at least a month, and now it is possibly six to eight weeks with the ruptured middle finger tendon. Remember when we were talking about this, that per Jeremy Fowler, by the way, so it is the Geno Smith show now. Remember I was saying that whenever the day that Russell Wilson can no longer perform as he once has, that that team is going to fall off a cliff. Well, oh. we never thought it would be by injury, but that's where we are now, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, like, I just, that was a yeah. – that was a – that, I I texted you guys. I had a I had a first one of the year. My first pullover on the <laughs> first pullover on the side of the road. Yeah, bet I'm sitting there listening on the radio on the way home. The second they they were like, "Ooh, Russell Wilson's looking at his hand. He's looking down at his hand. Is he going to come out of the game?" I was like, er, 
work. <laughs> like yeah. pulled over the side of the road to make sure. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, he's just going to hand the ball off here in this situation. I was like, oh, bam, this is it. Oh, this, this is this is it. This and, is the in-game betting opportunity right and here. And then weren't you worried that it wasn't going to get home at one point? Like Gino had the ball. The Seahawks had the ball with the chance to win the game outright. Yeah, well, Gino, Gino Smith came in, and who, little did we know that he was, you know, he's obviously the future of this team. He's I better mean, than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like, I mean, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, came right? in and lo- looked like looked like he was a you know, number one overall pick in this thing or something. But One of the great scouting reports of all time, I was mentioning this morning, when Gino Smith came out slow eyes, meaning his ability to go from read to read or down his progression, I should say, was just so, so uh, Man, deliberate. I was sitting there. I was sitting there last night just kind of chuckling over. I'm like, oh, Gino's in like these bad, like, oh, you know, me and ba- Matt, we're home on our beds easy. And then it's kind of like, all right, all right, Gino, 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 90, Gino. 98 okay. yard drive. Yeah, all of a sudden I it's a on. six point I mean, that was game. the thing. It's like I had even more going uh, after that. I was like, I was like, oh, this is this is fantastic. And then I'm like, is this really gonna be a sweat? I, I had that like, I had that what two minutes of sweat before that he throws the pick, and you're like, okay, thank God, all right. Yeah, it was. But I mean, you you look though, and you see like you see that, and everyone's like, oh, Gino looked really good. You know, do you know what that was? They were trailing, and they had to play with urgency, and that is how they should play all the time with Russell Wilson. But Pete Carroll is a horrible coach at this point, and he doesn't run the offense like he should run the offense, and doesn't allow, or maybe doesn't allow the offensive coordinator to run the offense like they should run the offense. That offense, with especially. You're down Chris Carson. You don't have a running game to speak of as it is anyway. You have a horrible defense. And so it doesn't behoove you to sit there and and lose possession. Like, like basically give up possessions where you're going run, run, pass and things like that. Like you should be playing like your hair is on fire all the time and take advantage of the athleticism that Russell Wilson brings to the table. His nine times out of ten really good decision making and the things he's able to do outside of the pocket as well. But they don't do that. And then Geno Smith comes in. They're trailing. They have no choice but to kind of run this crazy up-tempo, throw it every single time. And he just marches the ball right down the field. And you go, yeah, man, if you just ran this offense like that with Russell Wilson, a top-five quarterback in the NFL, all the time and not run this thing where you still think that you have to establish the run and you're running run, running on first down or running on second and longs and things like that, it, it would just – it, it really does. It makes me want to ram my head into the wall. And now they're going to have no choice. Their season's over. I mean, like, whether he misses a month or whether he misses two months, it doesn't matter. They, it was over anyway with this. Team. The defense can't do anything whatsoever, and the play calling isn't going to change. And so it's just, you know, Russell Wilson's, like, as probably as Jay Glazer said, Russell Wilson's going to get to the offseason. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get me out of here. One would think. Um, sad to see it happen. Six to eight weeks possible now with a ruptured middle finger tendon. By the way, Jock Peterson solo shot for the Braves. So they did get one back here, top of the eighth, two down, though, two to one Brewers still. And the Red Sox, second and third, nobody out, top of the first. So the Red Sox making noise already as that one gets going. There's a couple other big quarterback bits of news today. Uh, we'll get to it game by game. Trey Lance news today vis-a-vis Jimmy Garoppolo. There's Teddy Bridgewater news to get to. Uh, every game, game by game, we'll start it out next. We'll get through all our pre-flop bets as well. There's a tennis play in there. There's baseball plays. Uh, and, of course, there are football plays. We'll also do our Circa Million Three contest entry again, our primetime action entry, where all three of us submit five picks to Kelly. If we match on three, it's going to be on our entry. If we match on two, probably so. And then what remains? Debate. All of that tonight right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action, live from the majestic South Point Hotel Casino. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide, now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season long trends to watch. The guide. A must-have, let's face it, with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Red Sox coming to play tonight, 2 to nothing. First inning off of Shane Baz, who came into this game with only 13 in the third innings logged. The, uh, the news season. breaking fast around here. We just finished the segment talking about it, and uh, Russell Wilson underwent surgery on his finger today. So mm. he is definitely going to be out several On the, several on the long end of that range as opposed to yeah. the short end. You so, are not a physician, though. We have made that clear. Right. right. This is, uh, I'm just reporting what right. has come through on my on my phone here. Now, he's a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. That's right. All right. Um, should we do this? Should we just start? Let's go. Let's go into it. Let's do it. Week 5, National Football League. Let's start on Sunday morning in London, England. You getting up for this West Coast time, 6.30? Who's getting up? I will now. You will now. Jets, Falcons. I am so happy that I got the Jets plus three and a half early this week. Big news that we talked about yesterday regarding the Falcons wideouts. Yeah, so we take a look at this one. On the Jets side, it's not great on the Jets side. Both two safeties, Marcus May and Adrian Colbert, are going to be out for this game for them. But... Fortunately, they will not be going up against a full wide receiving core from the Falcons either. So Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley both did not make the trip over to London. So neither one of them will be in for this Falcons team. That is your starting alpha number one receiver, your starting slot receiver who are not going to go. Defensive lineman Marlon Davidson also out for the Falcons and then questionable. One of their safeties is questionable as well. And Eric Harris and Avery Williams corner for them is questionable too. So there is a lot going on uh, in this one from an injury standpoint. Now we talked about this and, and, you know, I have a couple of different plays in this game added the jets uh, at, at plus three also had the over in this one. Now it's, I'm not thrilled with that overplay now with Calvin Ridley engaged, not being in there because that's one of the things where I was, you know, looking, I was looking at this saying, okay, listen, this Jets offense going to get back. They get back Elijah Moore, by the way, this, this week, he clear concussion protocol. So you, you look at this and you say, okay, with no pressure, Zach Wilson's looked all right. You know, they'll be able to put mm-hmm. some points, especially against one of these, th- this defense that has been absolutely atrocious on the season, allowed everybody to put up a ton of points. I mean, remember Washington football team put up 34 points on this team last week. And so, I was thinking, okay, this this will be pretty good. No pass rush against him. We'll get some points in this thing. Well, then now this whole Ridley thing comes through. I can't recommend an over anymore on this one. Um, so I, I would just stay away from that one. I've just got to eat it. Uh, it is what it is. Got to eat it. But the Jets, I do like them at the plus three, uh, at, at the plus three number here. I mean, you're looking at Kyle Pitts is going to have to really step up and have his have his kind of 
real show out game here. This is why you took me fourth overall type thing. If this Falcons team is going to have any chance of, of, of keeping up here. And it's crazy for me to say that it has any chance of keeping up against a Jets team, but there's just not any playmakers really now at all on the, on the Falcon side of things. And then you look, when you look at the Falcons defense, I mean, that's what we're talking about here against, uh, against the Jets. I mean, they are 30th in pressure rate from the defensive side of the ball. They are, they are, you know, 25th, 26th defense, according to pro football focus. When you look at the kind of overall and pass defense, then you look a little bit further down DBOA, they're 29th overall, 28th against the pass as well. And they give it up on early downs, which is one of the things we talk about that's so incredibly important. One of the stats that we really look into a lot more these days, because it's way better to be second and three, second and four, than it is to be than it is to be second and nine, you know? And so what is what are these teams early down success rate? And against the Falcons so far, they're 29th in the NFL in, in, in early down success defense. And so that is really, really bad as well. So I think Zach Wilson in this offense kind of shows us a little bit what we saw last week because one of the one of the things we talked about when we were previewing that one was, hey, he might actually be okay in this one because there's not be any pass rush at all from the Titans. And what ended up happening, they yeah, forced the game to go to overtime and then end up winning the game. And so I don't see much difference in this, in what we get last week either. I mean, this is a Falcons team with no wide receivers. It was a Titans team last week with no wide receivers, yeah. right? So, I mean, we're getting about the same kind of handicap here except the Falcons defense is even worse. And so I, I like the Jets here. I mean, it may be between now and then even a, even a money line play on, on the Jets. Ooh. I think they can probably win this thing outright. Well, that's it. Okay, what about uh, Kyle Pitts? Five and a half receptions, sixty-one. Receiving. If he doesn't have six receptions, then you definitely want to play the Jets on the money line <laughs> for sure. If he didn't have six receptions, then something has gone gone really, really, really wrong for this Falcons team. Okay. All right, traditional early slot on Sunday, the 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern slot. Uh, we begin with the Packers at the Bengals, and uh, some some notes on each side. It should be mentioned on the uh, Packers side, though Jair Alexander is out. They did get some good news on him today. No surgery needed, so he'll be back at some point, just not this week. Yeah, on the Bengals side of the ball, Joe Mixon's questionable. Apparently, he is going to practice tomorrow, and that is when they are going to make the decision as to whether or not he is going to go for them they did move one of their offensive linemen to IR but they've been without him for for three weeks now so it's not like this is a a new look thing for for them either and T Higgins uh, didn't have an injury designation so he's going to be back out there so Burrow is going to have his trio again which is whenever you look at it Gil I mean there are better duos I don't know if there's a better trio I mean maybe I guess if you look in maybe if you want to count Tampa maybe with the with the Mike Evans Antonio Brown and, and Chris Godwin thing but I mean, certainly from a youth standpoint, whenever you're looking at Boyd, Higgins, and, and Chase now, I mean, that's going to be a, a trio. If the Bengals can keep uh, keep those guys around. It's going to be a hell of a trio for them for a long time to come. On the Packers side of things, as you mentioned, Jair Alexander ruled out. Also, their center, Josh Myers, has been ruled out as well. So they're without their center. They're without Jair Alexander. And then their offensive lineman, Elgin Jenkins, is also questionable. He's a guy that has been battling this ankle injury for the last couple of weeks as well for them. So it is not a really good injury report here for this Packers team. When you look at the fact that one, you're without Jair Alexander as it is anyway. And then T Higgins didn't even get an injury designation whatsoever. So, so Joe Burrow is going to have his full strength trio of wide receivers to go after this secondary that has been given up yards in bunches. I mean, if you remember guys, I mean like, yes, the Packers were, ended up winning that game handily against the Steelers, but even Ben Roth, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger was moving the ball on this secondary. And that was with Jair Alexander out there, you know? And like, so now with him gone, I, I think, I think they can move the ball up and down the field here. I went ahead and put them in a teaser leg. I went ahead and took them as well as, Oh, is it already? It's down to two and a half here, huh? So it's down to two and a half here at the South point. It looks like it is. It looks like it's on the move around the country as well, Gil. We're looking at two and a half now at several yeah, different a few places. Books. Yeah, several different books out there have now moved to two and a half. So I think a lot of people saw that injury report from the Packers, and, and then also saw the, the the Bengals are going to be at full strength and probably go, hmm, this is a pretty huge mismatch here. Like this is a pretty big mismatch. The, these wide receivers and Joe Burrow versus this versus this secondary. And listen, Bengals defense are certainly playing over expectation. They're certainly playing way better then I think that they will play over the course of the whole season. But they're not going to be bad. I think that they made a fundamental 
a fundamental change in the way that they're going about playing defense. And also they just invested a ton of capital in players and in, in draft picks and it's bearing fruit so far. I mean, they are fifth overall DVOA defense. That's not going to be where they are at the end of the season, but what if they're top 12? What if they're top 14-ish? Something like that with an offense like this that they've got. And, and I mean, PFF has them at sixth right now as it is as well. So I'm uh I took the Bengals. I like I, I put them in a teaser as well. I, I think that they're going to hang with the Packers here, and it would not shock me either. Both of these games we're talking about here would not shock me either if they won this game outright. Here's here's my question. I was going to ask you, are you involved in this game? But you already went mm-hmm. ahead and answered that. That you do have teasers with the Bengals. The Packers remind me to ask this question of you, which is, what's the team that you feel like you have the least handle on? among the 32 NFL teams? Or is that an impossible question to answer? It's, well, I mean, we're starting to come into view, I think, a lot better on a lot of these teams. But certainly the Packers, and now with this now with this injury with this Packers team as well. So now you don't have that one guy that kind of eliminates a whole side of the field. And now every all these teams are going to be able to attack the Packers for, at, at every different at every different level. And on both sides of the field, I mean, I, I don't know if the staying power is completely there. I mean, yes, you've got Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to put up some points, but I don't know if that defense is really going to be able to hold up and keep these powerful deep, keep these powerful offenses from from going score to score with them, and then eventually, you know, winning outright because the 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 Packers can't quite get it done. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue with the early games: Lions, Vikings, Broncos, Steelers coming up after the break. Uh, both of those games with a lot of uh, big names on injury reports. We'll get to uh, the status on each and every one of those for all four of those teams. Two to nothing Boston. It was a, th- it was a bases loaded situation too, with just one out at two to nothing Boston. And then Shane Baz induced the double play. So the damage was limited. And then you turn right around and what does Tampa Bay do to start off the bottom of the first single single Arosa Reina, the greatest postseason player in the history of baseball, apparently. Yes. And then Vonder Franco right behind him off Chris sale. So, Tampa Bay trying to get back in on it. Still 2-1 to one Brewers, bottom of the eighth over there in Milwaukee. Back next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. More NFL. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Action from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. We're watching baseball in front of us. Uh, Rays runs at first and second, uh, one out with Nelson Cruz at the plate now, down two to nothing, three zero pitch coming there. But we're watching the ninth inning. Uh, that's a walk, it's a four pitch walk. So the bases are loaded in Tampa Bay now. We're watching Josh Hader facing off against Freddie Freeman here, first uh, batter of the top of the ninth with the Brewers up two to one, and he just got a Hader got a called strike. Which is about three inches off the plate. It's hard enough to hit 98 anyway. <laughs> and it's real hard when it's three inches off the plate and they call it a strike. Like, what yeah. are you supposed to do? Against yeah, so why are we even playing at yeah. that point? Um, so drama in Milwaukee. Brewers nursing a one-point lead in the Hater-Freeman matchup. Doesn't get much better than that. Freeman, a uh, a MVP candidate uh, on, the, on the fringes of the MVP market. Now it goes to a full count between those two. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, let's continue with the football. Lions at Vikings. Now, Vikings are going to be a survivor consideration for a lot of people. And the injury report, I think if people were thinking about taking Minnesota, they hoped to have their their thinking cleared up. I'm not sure they did. Yeah, so we're 10 across the board here in favor of the Vikings, a 49-and-a-half point total. If you look at how this injury report played out, at least from a Viking side, I mean, you're you're pretty you're pretty clean. I mean, Dalvin Cook's questionable, but again, this is one of the I'm not discounting Dalvin Cook, so don't take this the wrong way. If you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, don't don't at me. All right, right. I'm just saying of 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 all of the running back situations with a with an elite guy as a starter, this is probably one of the very best outside of the Cowboys, or maybe right there with the Cowboys. Of if you had to go to the second guy, you're in. A pretty good spot. Alexander Madison yes. is a stud. He would be starting for at least 20 other teams in the NFL if, if he was on 20 other teams. Like, he'd be the starter. So, even if Dalvin Cook doesn't go, it's not, it's like literally no downgrade whatsoever for the offensive side of the ball for, for the Vikings. On the Lions side here, so they put center Frank Ragnow on IR. He was PFF's third-ranked run blocker, fourth-ranked pass blocker at center. So, the Lions actually had a, a decent offensive line. They just weren't really all that talented everywhere else. 
Defensive lineman Romeo Aquara was put on IR. He ruptured his Achilles. He was the sixth-ranked edge rusher, according to Pro Football Focus, through the first four weeks of the season. Defensive tackle Michael Pierce is out for the Lions as well. And then you have TJ Hawkinson, Penny Sewell, DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams are all questionable for the Lions. So you've got starting center, starting defensive, two, two starting defensive linemen and that are definitely out. And then you've got all those guys that are going to be questionable. So even if they do go, they're not 100%. As it is anyway, I, I think where we're at, like you're saying, I mean, I just think where we're at with, especially, and we'll talk about the game a little bit with the, with the Patriots, like where, where we're at with the Patriots, I think this is kind of the clear cut survivor play of the week because this one is, yeah, I think it's, it, I think it's become kind of the clear cut yeah. survivor play of the week yep. because there, there are still some, some big time question marks on the, uh, on the Patriots side of things, but Really, if you break this down, I mean, what this all comes down to is Kirk Cousins is just two two different quarterbacks, and that's perfectly fine. They'll win games because he's two different. But when when he is pressured, what we saw last week against a stout defense in the Browns, he's just not as good. He's league average or maybe a little bit worse. When he has time to throw, he's actually a top, you know, if not top 10, if not top five quarterback in the NFL, he's just night and day when it comes to whether he has pressure on him or whether he doesn't. And so one of the good things is if you look right now, he's playing one of the very worst defenses that you're going to face this year. Detroit, 31st overall DVOA, 32nd. That's dead last, yes, according to Pro Football Focus. And then you look at their pass rush win rate through the first uh, four weeks of the season, 32nd as well, dead last. So they are not getting to the quarterback. And then yards per play, 31st in the league, giving up a ton of yards per play, yards per pass, 32nd. So now you got Kirk Cousins in the pocket, no pressure coming on him with a secondary that it just that just gives up yards and bunches. And oh yeah, he still has Adam Thielen. He still has Justin Jefferson. So this should be a fairly cut and dry win game one game plan and then win for this Vikings team. Did we just get one here? Ooh. We have a grand Bam! slam. That after a RBI single from Yandy Diaz made it two to one. Now Jordan Luplow of all people, a grand slam, like a high heater too that he just that he just took out of the yard. And Chris Sale and the Red Sox find themselves down five to two after staking themselves to a two to nothing lead, and then a double play escape job by the Rays in the top of the first, and all of a sudden five to two Rays. Hey. And over betters rejoice because uh, wow. that was the seven and a half was the total going into this well, one. That so, escalated so quickly. Seven in the first innings, a pretty good start for you. Jordan Luplow with a grand slam, and he's going nuts. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you guys, dugout. the home runs look a lot prettier when they're not bouncing off the roof. You, well, know? you, you don't want the catwalk? You didn't yeah, like the catwalk, homers? Yeah, well, they're not hitting the catwalk. You've gotten interesting in the... Meanwhile, yes, Freddie Freeman leads off uh, with a walk-off Josh Hader in the top of the ninth, and now Austin Riley, also an MVP candidate of sorts, singles off Hader, and now the Braves, runners at first and second, nobody out, down 2-1 to one in the top of the ninth in Milwaukee. So big baseball things happening uh, on both screens. Back to uh, the last thing about the uh, Vikings and the Lions, because you make the case for the Vikings very well. You talked about injury reports and when they're questionable last week, you were saying there's some buzz as to what is good questionable and what is bad questionable. With Sewell, Panay Sewell, DeAndre Swift, and TJ Hawkinson, all key cogs to the Lions offense, all listed questionable. What is your sense of that questionable? The the Sewell, Sewell seems to be more on that actual truly questionable kind of like will he be able to go or not is going to be be determined on, on game day. It seems like the other guys are are probably going to play. Uh, Hawkinson, I think, is playing, though, through an injury that is an actual injury where it could could limit how, how, how good his production is. But it looks like Sewell is is actually the true questionable guy here that may or may not be able to go for this Lions team. But even as it is, like I said, down your center, down two defense, starting defensive linemen, and then a team that doesn't get any pressure anyway, I think Kirk Cousins, if they go about this the right way, the assumption of rational coaching is you just throw the ball and throw the ball and throw the ball march the ball down the field, score a ton of points, and then then you can rely on your run game just to kind of salt away the clock. And you stuff. That you would, can tell should I'm, be the way to do it. I'm stewing over who to pick in Survivor. All right, Broncos at Steelers. This also in the early window, and this also is a question, the headline here really, a question of quarterbacks. Who's going to play for both? So, Teddy Bridgewater. He was a full go in practice on Friday. So, the thought here and the rumor here is that he will clear protocol tomorrow and then he would be the starter. Now that is not a guarantee. That is just, again, 
typically, if they allow you, what we were saying is he was on the right track here, right? They allowed him to be at practice on Wednesday. They allowed him to limited practice on Thursday, and then they allowed him to practice practice on Friday. Most times when you're in the concussion protocol, if they allow you to do that this early, you get cleared and you yeah. play. Now, he could wake up tomorrow and they could do the test and say no. You never know. Yeah, but it looks as if that he is going to be good to go. Um, he's officially listed as questionable, obviously. Uh, Melvin Gordon, questionable as well. Patrick Sertan, questionable as well. The only thing that is a bit concerning here is Cortland Sutton popped up on the injury report today. He has not been on the injury report all week, and he has some sort of ankle injury that listed him as questionable. So, Gil, you know, as we well know, the pop-up on Friday injury report is one that we're never really jumping up and down. Never about. good. Yeah, that's the, oh, something happened at practice on Friday, Yeah, and now he's only got a day or, to kind of... Or something that they were hoping not to be a thing is too too big to ignore at this point. Uh, on the Steelers side of things, there are some guys that are out. Um, James Washington being the kind of the, the notable guy there that is out for them, wide receiver, but... Outside of that, Ben Roethlisberger not listed, you know, on the injury report. That said, we've seen this before with Ben Roethlisberger, where he is obviously bat- been battling injuries and whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a Steelers thing. Maybe it's a Ben Roethlisberger thing. Maybe it's a Mike Tomlin thing. But he ends up somehow magically not getting listed on the injury report whenever it finally comes out. So it looks like he's. I mean, he well, he is going to go. So we will see how effective he is in this one. This line has been one of the more interesting ones. All week. So we're back now to the Broncos being anywhere from a one point to a two point favorite, depending on where you get this. This has gone from the Broncos to the Steelers, then back to the Broncos again, because I think most people are reading the tea leaves here that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to play. Teddy Bridgewater plays in this game. I mean, the the obvious advantage would lend your lend you to believe that it would be on the Broncos side of the ball. That said, this Cortland Sutton thing is at least a little is at least a little bit concerning because you got to remember they're already down Jerry Judy, then they lost KJ Hamler, so now if Cortland Sutton can't go, you're down to your you know your number one guy being like Tim Patrick, right? Like that's going to be have to be your your number one wide receiver for a week like this. And so this game, I thought for sure I was going to be on the Broncos if Teddy Bridgewater was going to go. This thing with Cortland Sutton really does kind of scare me because I, I do start to wonder a little bit how they're going to be able to move the ball because the Steeler defense is at least still capable, yes. right? Like, it's still capable. So, I, I do kind of wonder how this Broncos team is going to be able to move the ball and how, how successful they're going to be in moving the ball. So, this is a complete stay away for me now. I, I thought for sure, like I said, I thought for sure I'd be on the Broncos too. Complete stay away game. Mm-hmm. No teaser, no nothing, nothing. no nothing. Yeah. Um, should be interesting. We'll see if we get Teddy Bridgewater on Sunday morning. We'll come back every game in the National Football League Week 5. We'll get to all of them. Some of these injury reports, and I'm looking at you, New England, not good at all. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll do Dolphins, Bucks, Saints, Washington next. Beeson's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits, yet another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Gil, Matt, and Kelly on MSG Plus tonight. Uh, Josh Hader didn't make it easy, but the Brewers get it done. Nonetheless, he gets out of a uh, first and second and then a first and third jam with two outs. And Milwaukee takes game one of their best of five National League Division Series with the Atlanta Braves. Two to one, they get home as minus 157, closing favorites in that one. So what we have here is you have Houston futures. I have series bets on both the Rays and the Brewers. Those are the only ones I got involved in. And right now, so far, so good. Home teams in this postseason, if you include the two wild card games, 6-0. and 6-0 in this postseason with Tampa Bay trying to make it 7-0, up 5-2 early. Again, top of the second in Tampa Bay. So that's been the story of the baseball postseason so far. The Giants would certainly like to continue that tonight at Oracle in San Francisco against the Dodgers. The 107-win San Francisco, San Francisco Giants against the 106-win Los Angeles Dodgers, that the crown jewel of the quadruple header, best day of the baseball season today. Might have a quadruple header on Monday, but if uh, any of the either of the American League series division series end up in a sweep, then this will be the only quadruple header left in the postseason. The one and only, I should say. Back to Week Five: Dolphins, Buccaneers, Florida battle, but not what the Dolphins expected. Certainly before the season, when they looked on the schedule for this, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett one more time, and the Buccaneers coming off. A harrowing Sunday night in New England. Nine and a half or ten. So shop around depending on where you want to uh, play this one. 48 is pretty much the prevailing total. There is a 47 and a half out there as well. On the Dolphins side of things, Devontae Parker's questionable. And that is also goes along with Will Fuller getting put on IR as well after he broke his finger. So if Parker's not able to go, wide receiver core gets thin quick there for this Dolphins team. Uh, Gronk going to sit this one out, not going to play after that rib injury for him. It's not all terrible news here for the Bucks Now, Antoine Winfield and Patrick O'Connor are out. So that is your safety and a defensive lineman. That said, Jason Pierre-Paul and Jamel Dean are both going to play, and that is per Bruce Arians. So this is not as dire a situation for the Bucks secondary as we thought it was going to be. It's still not great, that's for sure. But at least you get uh, Pierre-Paul at, on that line and then Jamel Dean out there playing corner for them this week. I mean, this has just been, I think we all kind of got fooled here. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because, maybe it really was because he was playing behind at the time, what was one of the elite offensive lines in the league there for for the Colts or something. But I think we all pretty much thought that 
yeah, maybe a little bit of a drop off from Tua to Brissett, but maybe not this like precipitous drop off from Tua to Brissett. And Brissett has been absolutely horrible. He's just he's been terrible. The Dolphins have the third lowest drop back success rate. So every time he drops back to pass, they have the third lowest success rate in the entire league, and they're dead last in yards per pass attempt. Five point three yards per pass attempt. I mean that is just ridiculously low um, when it comes to this. He. He's a dink and dunk passer, despite the fact that he does have all these wide receiver weapons and and whatnot. And, um, you know, just this offense in general, one of the worst offensive lines that you're going to find as well on this Dolphins team. So the, the, the line makes sense in theory, but then, I mean, it is a very, very thin, very thin secondary with some key injuries on this buck side. And you just wonder, even as bad as Jacoby Brissett has been, is there is there a chance that this team could could still score some points and put some points on the board and and cover a ten point line? I mean, I, that's kind of what you have to ask yourself in this because I don't think you're asking yourself can they pull an upset? I just I see a very 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 little chance of that happening. But can they figure out a way to get something together? I mean, when you look at this, Gil, it's just it's it's crazy when you look at these advanced statistics on this Dolphins offense. I mean, they are they are twenty third or worse. In just about every single metric there is out there, and in a lot of them, yards per play, 32nd. Yards per pass, 32nd. Early down success rate, 30th. Early down EPA, 30th. Points per play, 31st. I mean, a lot of them, they're they're 30, 31st, or 32nd. I mean, that's how how anemic this offense has been. So, I mean, to answer your your question before, I mean, I really thought Jacoby Brissett was going to be better than that. I, I was... One of these folks who said, hey, when he started for the Colts the year after Andrew Luck, the Colts were ahead in the fourth quarter in about 12 of those games. They didn't win a high percentage of them, but he got them pretty credible performances all that year. And you're right. He has been nothing like what I would have thought, what I think most people would have thought in the Dolphins organization, what they were going to get out of him. Yet, as you're sort of intimating, there's a little bit of you that still thinks to yourself, I just wonder if he could show up for one of these. And it it's wouldn't why I can't pull me. the trigger on this, right? Yeah. It's why I just can't pull the trigger on this one one way or the other. It's like I have so little confidence in what I've seen from this Dolphins team, and then the numbers back that up as well. And then on the other side, you look at this Buck squad, and as banged up as they are, with aspirations certainly of repeating as Super Bowl champions, do you see them getting – let's say they even get up 20 points or whatever, 17, 20 points or something like that, like – as beat up as they are, it would not surprise me to see a, a guy of you know an old school kind of coach like Bruce Arians saying like, all right, let's let's get some of these guys off the field. You know, we're up twenty. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. That leaves a ten wide open, right, for a backdoor, even with as horrible as this Dolphins offense has been. So just very tough for me to go one way or the other on this one. I actually would you. I, this one thing we've never asked on here, so I'm actually curious. In the, do you think that I think this is would be I think this game right here will be the least handled game of the week? Oh, that's, that's my guess. Uh, yeah, I think you Ooh. might be right. Let me get back to you on that, but it's got to be one of them. It's got to be. One it's of definitely them. in the top, let's say three. Because unless you're a Bucks fan or a Dolphins fan, if you are just a football fan and you've watched these two teams play and you pay attention enough to know how banged up the the Bucks are, you probably just look at this and go, I get the ten but I don't feel comfortable with the 10 and uh, you know, it's just, I, you know, I don't want to take the 10 with the dolphins either. It's just, I, I don't what, know. What's interesting. I ask on my podcast, the beating the book podcast, the Megapod on Thursday, which you were kind enough to join us for last week. You know, what's the game you want? No part of, if you had to bet aside theoretically on every game, but one, what's the game you'd want? No part of nobody said this game. They said some others, but nobody said this one. Maybe it was just an oversight on all of our yeah. parts. But but there are, I mean, look, the NFL is not short of games you don't want any part of. That's for sure. Uh, but this one, I think, would be up on, on top of my list as well. Saints are at Washington. Speaking of games that uh, some people don't know what to make of, if there's a team that, just anecdotally, I've heard the most disparate opinion on from people, maybe it's the Saints this year. Mm-hmm. Some people love them. Some people think they're better than advertised. Some people, they're worse than advertised. You're in that latter group. Uh, Saints at Washington. Saints now two-point favorites. Washington with no home field advantage whatsoever. I can testify to that. But Washington two and two. Saints schizophrenic thus far this year. Gil, just a quick note here. I don't know if this is just a waving of the white flag or maybe they won't. But Chris Hale's already out of the game. He is out. 
He's out. Already out of the game here for this Red Sox team. So I don't know if that's them saying, we'll try him again later. You know, let's not just burn him up. Or well, I don't know. By the way, warning track on the uh, first uh, first batter against Hauk now for the Red Sox. I, I, I just think... They've made an assessment here early. I don't think there's an injury, at yeah. least, and, and we're we're distracted, so we don't know for for sure. Well, what are they showing here? So he ends up with thirty pitches on the night. Is that what yeah. what ends up happening? Five earned runs, one innings worth of pitches, five earned runs on four hits. Of course, the big shot, a Jordan Luplau grand slam to put the Rays ahead five to two. All nice. right, Saints at Washington. So injury report not great for the Saints. Uh, Teron Armstead, offensive tackle, and then center Eric McCoy, both ruled out. So they will be without two starting offensive linemen in this one again. But this is also the handicap we had last week, and it didn't come to fruition. It, it's it's the, the defensive line for the football team is supposed to be this, uh, this super, super strength, and it's supposed to be, uh, you know, it does. No, it's not supposed to be. It does have all-stars on it. It does have all-pros on it. It just has not shown its teeth so far this season, but now here they come the Saints with two starting offensive linemen missing, including the center. And Eric McCoy's been really, really good for this team. And Teron Armstead has been a, a staple of this offensive line. So two starters going to be out. Like this seems like the time for them to really take advantage of that. Now their injury report's not great either. Logan Thomas got put on IR. Deami Brown, uh, Cam Sims, and Brandon Scherf all have been ruled out in this game. Jeez. He's a starting guard as well. So he's he's been ruled out. And then Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, and linebacker Cole Holcomb are all listed as questionable. Now, Gibson expected to go. Ron Rivera said that he was limited in Friday's practice, and he actually has a stress fracture in his shin, but it is a pain tolerance thing is what we are hearing now for uh, Antonio Gibson. So, listen, my numbers, I think you've talked to some people this week as well who say your numbers say you're supposed to play the Saints here. There's a lot of advantages that they should have. I can't pull the trigger with as Jekyll and Hyde as this team has been. I will sit back and watch this one and see if I can get any sort of feel for either one of these teams. Yeah, I'm with you. Staying away. Eagles, Panthers, Titans, Jaguars. Oh, you may be surprised about Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about that next. Beeson's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.